0: On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks beat the Utah Jazz in the fourth quarter. How did Luka Doncic make history? How did Spencer Dinwiddie listen to us? And then, how did Christian Wood and Dwight Powell play key roles in this Mavericks win? We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs. Lockdown I don't believe you shouldn't be here <laughs> and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick Engsted, media member and MDA, channel manager for the On podcast network letting it ride after a win Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know what's the best part of the Mavs win over the Jazz. The best part. Your favorite part. Could be anything. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepix.com. Promo code Locked On. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The Reggie Jackson Dagger 3 Dude, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? You know, my favorite part of this win tonight was beating David Locke's
1: team. (laughs) Guys, I need you guys to do something right now. We haven't done this in a while. This is going to be a throwback back to the playoffs. let's do it. I need you to go to David Locke to Locked on Jazz YouTube account.
0: Head to his postcast. It's probably up already.
1: Head to the postcast and drop a comment and just say go.
0: Mavs. All, just do go Mavs. Just do go Mavs. Go That's Mavs. I song. mean, if you want
1: to say something about the rebrand being absolutely horrible, you can, but <laughs> uh, just say go Mavs. Giving flashbacks back to this pl- to the playoffs debacle and then another loss tonight. It said it's, he's already
0: got it up. Postcast. Luka Doncic leads Dallas Mavericks past Utah. Dad. Just just do go Mavs. I already ju- I just did one of my personal account. Do go a little do go
1: mavs. It. He was doing a uh, he was me, doing a
0: <laughs> me and a spam account that says have a good time, find your love. Those are the two comments on the videos.
1: Weird. <laughs> he was doing a live from the court pregame and I walked up to it <laughs> and he puts the camera on me and I'm like, hey listen to Lockdown Mavs tonight after the win. Oh called for the your mavs. shot Called the shot right then, and then he was like, no, you guys got to listen to Locked On Jazz. Uh, <laughs> I said, said Locked On Mavs could be their second listen, but you know what? I'm sure a lot of them guys don't want to listen to uh, losers. I
0: can't talk too much stuff. They have a good record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been good somewhere. Luca called them a good team. He's going to call everybody a good team. Anybody with a good record, he's going to call them a good team, I guess. But On today's show, let's get into how the Dallas Mavericks beat this Utah Jazz team, because uh, it did not come as easy as you may think. Looking at this Jazz team before the season, you think, "Oh, this is just a game where they're just going to roll them over, and you know they do not have any good players and all that." This Jazz team has been pretty good, and the Dallas Mavericks did find a way—just a three-point win, 103 to 100. We're going to talk about how Luka Doncic scored 30 again, how Spencer Dinwiddie listened to <laughs> us—we were right about many about a many great things, but one of them was Spencer Dinwiddie. I've been wrong about JaVale. Christian Wood, (laughs) a tale of two halves for him. How did he step up in the second half? And then the center controversy, Dwight Powell, JaVale McGee. Mm. Dwight Powell stepped up, and we'll talk about how he did that. Let's get into Luka Doncic because the man just keeps doing things that don't make any sense. I mean, 33 points, 11 assists. Uh, He had two steals in this game. They were both pretty big. He hit seven of his ten free throws. Only took 20 shots in this game, played 35 minutes, and, oh, ho-hum. Became the first player to score 30-plus points in the first seven games of a season since Wilt Chamberlain in 1962-63, per ESPN Stats and Info. I mean, The guy's getting, like, Wilt Chamberlain-type stats getting brought out about him.
1: Yeah, arguably the greatest big of all time. <laughs> um, Is that a cat joke? No. 'Cause I love I love Wilt. You do love Wilt. And I will stand on that mountain forever. Um you know, he was asked about a post game. um, you know, by a couple people I think, McMahon, Kelly Kaplan, about that stat. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, he laughs and he's like, yeah, I've always heard about Wilt, you know, forever and uh, <laughs> you know, he even you know, he I thought it was on um he coined this game, you know, I don't know if he's talking about just this season or I don't know if it's NBA career, but he's like it's from my
0: I thought it was, I thought it was just for this season,
1: just for the season about, you know, being one of the best games he's played. Um, so he was really happy with himself, obviously in the win, but yeah, I mean, he had a stretch there in a the set, you know, second half that was, you know, just Luca it's, um, you know, you go to uh, just what they ask of him in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, like the second question of post game, I asked Jason Kidd. I was like, Hey, what did you, what, what went right? In the fourth quarter tonight,
0: you you guys should see Isaac like mouth those words to himself before he says it out loud in front of everybody, just to get it right.
1: (laughs) I had to (laughs) slow down the question because I I was like, "All right, what went
0: right? What went right?"
1: Um, And uh, you know, one of the things he said, he gave—I thought he gave a really good answer. But one of the things he said was, "He's like, yeah, he's kind of breaking down the rotation in the fourth quarter. He's like, then Luca comes in to bring us home, and Luca did that tonight, and he made a lot of good decisions." He had a stretch there scoring the basketball. And I mean, he's on a tear right now that what an opposite tear from like last season. He doesn't look slow. We yeah. talked about the other day. He doesn't look out of shape. Um, he's like right in like peak form right now. He's the MVP right now.
0: Dare we say the narrative is going his direction? <laughs> it should be. For the MVP, Giannis has got the MVP right now. Um, sure. Cool. They're six and zero. I mean, it's so early in the season. They haven't, no, they haven't lost yet. No, oh, there's they haven't lost yet.
1: I thought you just said they're six and zero.
0: The the Bucks are six and zero. Six wins, zero losses.
1: So they're undefeated. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just seven and zero. So they confused. they won tonight. Yeah, seven. I literally just said they haven't lost yet, and they're, you're like, yeah. I'm so confused. <laughs> Either way, they're really
0: good. <laughs> What what trips up Locked On Mavs? Uh, the Jazz, bo- the uh, Bucks box score of a different game that we do our new card. Yeah, so Luca Luca comes in the fourth quarter, four points, two assists. And you're like, eh, that doesn't seem like a lot. Then not he had ten points in the, in the fourth quarter, he was the one that seemed yeah. like he was leading them. But Luca's minutes, the final six minutes, and the Mavericks only led this game. They only led this game for ten minutes, and. Seven of seven minutes and forty eight seconds of that was in the fourth quarter. Like this was a comeback win where they just had to come from behind and something that something I think Luca is doing so well right now. He was what is it nine of twelve from about like twelve feet and in anything around the basket he's getting. He's creating himself. He's not doing any putbacks. He's not getting lobs. He's not getting like thrown deep position and post up like on on a mismatch. He's creating all that himself. And he's just been money from that department. Like anything 12 feet and in, his floater, his little runners, his, you know, getting fouled around there a lot. Like he any- anything like that is just his move where he does the like catches somebody off balance and then. Like
1: can you can you enact that for me?
0: <laughs> where he's like he he's backing him down a little bit, has him off balance, and then does the kind of Kobe fadeaway type thing, but then rises up instead of doing the Dirk fade, he rises up, and then he has just the ball in one hand and then puts it off the glass. Like he just has all that stuff down, and I don't know, maybe playing Eurobasket is helping his touch right now, but his touch looks like it's on another level.
1: Oh yeah, and, and so, I mean even some of his passes too. I mean he had. This incredible left handed oop to, to, to Javel McGee tonight. And oh,
0: the started left hand dribble and then into the left hand throw like incredible, incredible play.
1: Just in perfect, you know, obviously Javel's not playing great basketball right now. It, so we don't have to
0: get into that right now. <laughs> we'll, save but it, we'll save it. It we'll was
1: just it. perfect, perfect placement on, on the alley oop off left handed dribble. And it's just. Luca's playing incredible basketball. And you know how how in the playoffs I put this like dumb. I just like picked a random number and I was like, all right, if Reggie and Dorian shoot, you know, 10 threes a game yeah. or if the Mavericks, you know, rebounding battle, if the Mavericks shoot this amount of threes per game, I think I might do the opposite with Luka. And I'd say if Luka can shoot under nine threes a game. <laughs> It's like set the over like what what would be the stat time because he only attempted six tonight didn't when he attempted yeah. eleven at you know you go back to that Pelicans game he shot thirteen it, he, if he attempts more than nine threes a game does I feel like that almost tells us that he's settling for some shots
0: yeah he's averaging eight point four so you want to go over under eight and a half yeah like takes nine or more or eight or less
1: let's track the record this year. Yeah.
0: Their record, the eight and a half. So we'll keep that on Luca. But he's just been incredible. Another 30 point game continues to do that. Coming up, let's talk about Spencer Dinwiddie. He was a big key to this game score, 10 big points in the fourth quarter. He was aggressive. We'll tell you why that matters and why Dwight Powell is all of a sudden like a new fan favorite again and was playing incredible basketball and honestly changed this entire game. We'll tell you why coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is a game where you can go check it out. See what they have available. You can pick the over under on two to five players and you can win money based off of that. Okay, so they have Golden State versus Orlando. This one's kind of fun. Palo Benquero, your boy, your boy, Palo Benquero, against go. the Golden State Warriors, probably getting guarded by Draymond. Over under 20 and a half points. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Over? Over. More. Over. Okay, more. Yeah. Curry more or less than 26 and a half points over. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Magic don't have any guards, let alone any guards that can guard anybody. Um put down 20 bucks on that, you can win 60 bucks. If you put down 100 bucks, you can win 300 bucks right now on that if that ends up being the case. So go check it out. It's Prize Picks and right now you can get a 100% Instant bonus match, instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. So use the promo code locked on. PrizePix will give you a hundred dollars if you deposit a hundred dollars. They'll give you fifty dollars if you deposit fifty dollars. So use the promo code locked on it's prizepicks.com. All right, Isaac. Thanks for making us your first listen today. Make your second listen today, Locked On Sports Today. An incredible podcast covering the uh, the entirety of sports all across the network Whoa. with all kinds of interviews from people like us. All right, Isaac Harris. It's I don't about, even gamble. Prize picks makes me want to. It's fun. That it's, should be part of that. It's fun, and it's not 100% gambling either. It's like you're playing a game against Against outside. Like, like my
1: conscience trying to like tell me that, hey, <laughs> it's not gambling. It's just fun. What you're
0: doing right now is S- not wrong. Spencer Dinwiddie was awesome in this game. This was the Spencer Dinwiddie that we wanted. I... Ask Spencer after the game. I said, Jason Kidd has been saying all training great, camp. Great question, by the way. Great question. <laughs> saying all training camp that any question to Spencer didn't we? is a great question. That we just want Spencer to be Spencer. That's what Coach Kidd has been saying to him and us about him all training camp. Just we want Spencer to be Spencer. I said, have you been Spencer and what does that mean? And he gave this real long answer where he starts going through, you know, What, what it's, what it means to be me in this is to wear a bunch of different hats and he starts rattling off all these different things he has to do. Okay. When Lucas in the court, when Lucas on the court, I'm a spot up shooter. When he's not on the court, I'm getting the pick and roll. I'm, I'm, I'm attacking, I'm doing this kind of stuff. And you can tell, I could tell just by that answer, he starts rattling off all these different things. Like literally, what did he say? Like five or six things. He names that like different roles that he plays depending on who's on the court. Talking about getting Christian Wood involved in things and you know being a a defender and things like that. You can tell why he was overthinking stuff early in the season about his role and about what he does in certain spots because there's so many different things that he thinks is what being Spencer Dinwiddie is. And I think in this game, he just put it all down and was like, "All right, I'm going to be the attacker in the fourth quarter." And I thought that it was uh, the the whole team was better because of it.
1: Oh, I love this game from Denwitty. Now you can look at it and be like, all right, he took 20 shots. He made eight of them, which 40% is not horrible, but, um, you know, he had four of 11 on his three pointers. But the fact that he took 23, I mean, 20, the fact that he <laughs> took 20 shots. Yeah. Let's do this. Like yeah. that's the aggressive Denwitty. How many times did he get to the basket tonight? And I'm, and I'm sitting there in the press box like, yes, that more of that. <laughs> you can do that all the time. They need him to be aggressive like he was tonight. And yeah, he hit a couple of those threes, especially early on. I think he hit two in a row in the first quarter yeah. there. And they're just, it's just a different type of team because I feel like if he's not being aggressive, then Tim Hardaway's saying to himself, All right.
0: It's Timmy time.
1: It, it's Tim time. <laughs> it's baller and time. He opens no, his I gotta, <laughs> Tom Haverford
0: yeah. on, the, on Parks and Rec, he opens his watch and it says, all their time. He's <laughs> just like, let's And go.
1: I, I just, I, I'm more, way more comfortable. This is why at the beginning of the season, I'm like, man, I think Denwitty's going to have a bigger year. Yeah. Um, no, he's not having like a blow up year that I thought he would have like right not now, but we're, only, it's early. Yeah, but we're only seven games in. Um, I'm not eating that L like I am Javel's, but the Denwitty one though, he's, he's playing good basketball and tonight I think was one of his best games of the season so far.
0: What did they need? Spencer Dinwiddie to do to replace the production of Brunson. Brunson averaged 16 points and five assists last year, right? Something like that. 16 points, four assists for Dinwiddie right now. Like he's replacing that production, taking more threes, making them. You know, he's a little bit bigger. He's getting a couple steals. He's you know he's got some. He got some big boards tonight. I thought too. He had he had two really big rebounds. I thought in this game, but and then you start to look at like his box score and okay, eight of 20. That looks bad. Fourth quarter, four of nine, two of four from three, had four assists. So, ten points, four assists in the fourth quarter. He played all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. And we've seen a couple of games this year where Jason Kidd decided not to close with him. Yeah. Decided to go with Tim. Tim over. Decided to yeah. go with Tim instead of him. Decided to go with you know somebody else instead of him. And he stepped up, and this was a big fourth quarter for him. And so, that's why you can't always look at just the box score. You can't look at every box score just to see yeah. – what this team is, it Dinwiddie; those buckets mattered, and those were, they were aggressive. The assist mattered in the fourth quarter. Great stuff from him.
1: And, and I think they they won him in that closing unit. You're seeing. Yeah. I think we're going to start seeing this pattern now. Of you know, I tweeted out halfway through the fourth. I was like, I'm fascinated to see what Jason Kidd, who he closes with. Every because, game, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, but like tonight was, I was more fascinated with it because it's like, do you go with? the lineup that you want to with Maxie at the five, do you go with the hot hand with Christian Wood yeah. or do you go with the plus minus guy in Dwight Powell? And I'm like, mm. Oh, who, who, what's it going to be? Cause even Christian Woods, and I will talk a little bit more about him, but he had a bad plus, you know, plus minus up until like those last few stretches there awful in the, in, in the fourth step, yeah. quarter. And he still finished at a minus seven in the game, same as JaVale. But it was, I was just really curious on what was going to happen with that and, it ended up being the lineup he wants to. And I think that's going to be the lineup that he's going to want to close with most nights with, you know, obviously Luca, but then Denwitty, Dorian, Bullock, and Maxi at the five.
0: Speaking of Spencer Dinwiddie and plus minus, Dwight Powell got a lot of praise tonight. He got the podium game where he was, was talking to us in the press room. Dwight Powell's plus 25 in this game. This is a guy that was getting DNP CDs, so did not play coach's decision. He's not playing. It's not because of an injury or anything like that. Coach just decided. I'd rather play these other guys ahead of him: Javale, Maxi, Christian Wood, even Dorian. You know, at times, he came in and was exactly, exactly what the Mavericks needed.
1: I mean, he's 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 better than Javale right now. I mean, that's it's not even a question, like at all. Like that is, you know, I, I think McMahon asked him after asked Jason Kidd after the game. He's like. He brought up the plus minus or something with it. And yeah. he's like, Hey, are you is this even a conversation? Whenever. And you know, kid made a joke about starting six people. And he's no, like, I'll take Tim, the tech.
0: Tim man asked him, Are you thinking about is it a controversy to start Dwight Powell? He says, if I can start six. Yeah. Meaning if he can it, start six people, I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's committed. They're still committed, JaVale, even after this yeah,
1: game. But he did end that end that joke with it's something that they're gonna look at. And that – I think that is something telling. That means they're and, gonna
0: do it in like two games. It's gonna happen soon. Well, like,
1: I bet. The eleventh game. It's after the yeah, right. Game.
0: What's our hold on? What's our <laughs> our conspiracies? They told Javel ten games, and then they're gonna reevaluate the the rotations.
1: Uh, but man, he just brings so much energy. You know, you know, kid mentioned Josh Green in the same sentence with Dwight after the game tonight. Yeah. Like, there there are energy guys. You see what Dwight's doing on the floor. He's hustling. He's diving on the floor. He's catching the lobs. He's, you know getting hit in the face he you know he can't he doesn't have the rim protection you know whatever but man he makes up for it with all the other stuff
0: have you seen the luke Cornette um clip from boston no where luke Cornette is i can't remember who he's playing he's he plays for the celtics but he, i can't remember what team he was playing where is this is going this is viral around nba uh twitter and reddit the other day where and i think it was even on shacton where he like a, somebody throws up a three point shot. He's the only player between the, the basket and the player. And he just jumps up at the rim and just jumps up at the rim and puts his hands like up in front of, in front of the rim just to like block the shooter's view of the rim to try and distract them. And he does it like two or three different times. And I was like, if there's any other player in the NBA that would try to pull that off, I think it would be Dwight Powell. <laughs> I think I almost saw him try that today. Some of his closeout and contests are so, from so far away that he's just trying to get hands up in his in the player's face. In that, but as soon as I saw that clip, I thought of Dwight Powell. I thought I almost saw him try that.
1: So this guy this really game. did this in the game of like yeah. Just trying go, to block go look up Luke, Luke
0: Cornett three point shooting, and uh, wow, and yeah, he tr- he tries to like just like put his hands in front of the rim while the shooter's shooting. It's a really interesting thing, but. But Dwight in this game, he brought the energy, and like he just knows where to be and can get there. He always has. He always has known where to be. He always is like in the right spit in the right place. The problem with Dwight was the the physical tools of like his length and his size, like that he he couldn't do all the things that you would want a center to do at that spot. But he was always there. That's why he's always getting hit in the face. Is because he's always just yeah. like right in the right spot. And sometimes when you need to right the ship, you need stability. We've talked about them putting Maxi in instead of Christian Wood the same thing here it's putting Dwight Powell in instead of JaVale McGee because he just stabilizes it just stabilizes the lineup everybody knows how to play together he's played with Luca his entire career
1: yeah and and, you know I was talking to David Locke before the game you know talking some smack whatever having fun (laughs) with it and you know one of the things David said to me is like why why are they not starting Dwight Powell like why are they not like I I don't understand it like he's the best their best center you know to start and and talk about a
0: guy that appreciates a rim-rolling center
1: (laughs) And you know, and we talked about you know the the thought process behind adding Javale and all of that, but he just makes up for for all the other areas that you know he he lacks and the rebounding, and the size, and all that stuff. And just, I mean, and how the team feels about him. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie went on a monologue tonight that was absolutely incredible. I mean, Dinwiddie's literally like hand like this with the, like finger on the table, like. Like talking, doing this whole big thing about, you know, Dwight and how good of a teammate he is and working like, out and lifting.
0: Honestly, a four four or five minute monologue he goes on about Dwight.
1: Yeah, it was incredible. So um team loves him. He's a, a great teammate. And I'm happy. I'm happy for him. For sure. It him versus Javell for the starting spot is more of a conversation than I think for Christian Wood. Definitely. Because it's because that's the similar role, right? Like we've talked about a million times. They love Christian Wood in the six-man role, scoring, all that stuff. Dwight plays the exact same role as JaVale. I think that could be a conversation sooner than Wood.
0: Coming up, let's talk about Christian Wood. Let's talk about the tale of two halves for him. Jason Kidd also made another comment kind of referencing Christian Wood, so we'll talk about that and more coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. Christian Wood had... Just a bad first half. <laughs> just a bad oh. first half. He comes out. He plays eleven minutes. He's a minus fourteen. He has four points. So he scored twice. He missed three threes. Had a couple of rebounds. Had two really bad turnovers. And just looked like he didn't. Like just didn't look like he fit out there. And you're trying to figure out. Okay, well, how is he gonna make make his way into this game? Then he comes out the second half, like some something after halftime, where it just clicked. He went eight of ten from the field, scored seventeen points, six boards, two of them on the offensive end. Had like these nasty putbacks a couple times, just in, just great yeah, plays from him. Nice. Um, he totally was a different player from from first half to second half. And I thought, I mean, if he doesn't go on that run, I don't think they win this game. But I, I think that he had an incredible, incredibly different approach in the second half. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you asked kid about it. You asked you asked him, you know, what what was the difference in in Christian Wood's approach and, you know, Jason Gibbs was pretty point Hold point on. Blank hold with hold you. on. He said
0: this first. Nick, that's a good question. And then he said <laughs> Uh,
1: but no, he told you he's like, "Hey, I think that's a question for Christian Wood, you know, right?" And never, uh, never we got th- to ask him. Yeah, we thought Christian Wood was going to talk tonight, but um, yeah, he couldn't, so I, I don't know what it was. I mean, it, it was bad in the first half. You know, Tony Jones, a great reporter at the Athletic, you know, covers the Jazz. You know, he he, he sent out this tweet, and we haven't even talked about the, you know, Mavs going zone and stuff yeah. tonight and their defense, which was a huge part of this game because they couldn't guard anybody on the perimeter. No. Jason Kidd said that, not just me. And because he's like, hey, we just, we had to, if we can't guard man to man, we got to try something. And they went to zone. And he even mentioned Christian Wood as a reason of that.
0: This is the comment we were referencing. So well, Tony Jones' tweet was that, you know, the Mavericks started winning as soon as they took out Christian Wood and put Dwight Powell in.
1: Yeah, and, you know, when they went zone and stuff. So yeah. that, you know, and that's not just a, you know, Jason Kidd didn't, it wasn't just a single out of Christian Wood. It's, you know, Luka was, I don't think, great at all on defense tonight. No. Um, So zone helps them stay afloat you know if you want to say that uh kid i don't know if he was joking or not saying that they, they were going to start the game against toronto and zone uh because toronto can score the basketball they're just struggling on defense right now but yeah. he did have a different approach you know f- for both the halves and he played much better in the third quarter he had those big moments he, you know he's a crowd favorite Not just online, but in the arena too. That because and he's an entertainer. You know, every Mm -hmm. time he scores, the hands up. He's pointing at the crowd. Any pass, anything. He
0: holds everything for a second, like right after he does it. He holds it, and then he like he
1: did this one pass to Luca. It wasn't even like a fancy pass, but he threw it and was like. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and I was like,
1: but I was happy for him and yeah. some of those plays were nasty and they needed that run yes and he he did get praise from from uh, Jason Kidd about that mm-hmm. whenever I asked him what went what went right in the fourth quarter Got he, it, he, he said it was it was DP Christian Wood that group there in the first half of the
0: fourth his minutes were minus 14 in the first half plus seven in the second half like you know didn't entirely make up for it, but had a much better second half. Completely different,
1: and and he played with Dwight Powell in the second. Yeah, half. Yeah, I was thought that you know they they put um so Maxie was on the floor. Dallas loves playing Maxie with Christian Wood. in a In a sense, it's like they almost have to have him and out there worked. with Christian Wood because of defense purposes and stuff. But the, Dwight went to the scores table, and I was like, "Ooh, this is really fascinating. Yeah. Who's Who's he going to take out right here?" And he took out Maxi, And I was like, man, how many minutes have we seen with Christian Wood and Dwight on the floor together? And, you know, it, it was fine. They they played fine together. I wonder if that's something that they will. Uh, now, some of it's probably Utah's um, team and some of that. You know, if they play against a better team, that we might not see that pairing too much. But
0: shots fired at Utah.
1: Well, sorry. Anyway.
0: Uh, yeah. Jason Kidd's comment was, I I asked him what's the, what was the difference in approach between Christian Wood and he was praising him and giving him praise and said, you know, and we were, you know he was out there he was doing great and because we because we were in a zone he could be effective and they don't trust him on defense right like it has been very clear over the first couple of but, I mean
1: should you though like
0: that's what, but 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 yeah it's like as much as you can see it on TV or see it in in person when you watch them the coaching staff doesn't trust him that much more on defense. Like it's a, it's a bigger hurdle than I had thought maybe at the beginning of the season, or even in, like before, right before training camp that it was going to, but,
1: but they have you know? a good reason to that. Like, I, I don't want to just be like, ah, they just don't trust him.
0: No, I don't not, trust him either. No, on no, I'm no, I'm not saying <laughs> it's wrong. I'm just saying that this, yeah. how far away he is from, from some people's minds of like, he's just so close to starting. He has a couple of good games and all of a sudden he's going to be right there. And he, he can be the starting center. Like it's that conversation is so far away because of how well because of what they think about him on the defensive end yes yeah
1: that that is a portion of it yes.
0: I just thought that comment was a little bit even more revealing like taking it a step further even yeah a uh, couple other people to, to bring up in this game uh, Reggie Bullock <laughs> misses all the threes and makes the one that matters the dagger at the end Spencer Dinwiddie brought that up and said that you know, remember last year the Mavericks, two words were chemistry and accountability. That was the words they just keep kept bringing up. The players got to decide which words they wanted to be a part, like they wanted to be. And this year, the words are uh, accountability again and resiliency. And resiliency was a word he brought up about Reggie Bullock because of uh, that shot that he hit.
1: Yeah, I love that for Reggie. You know, any of the guys who spoke post-game, they're like, hey, we will We weren't shocked that he hit the shot, like even though he missed a couple (laughs) before the game. Like, it's just that's who he is, and he's gonna knock down the shot. He did, um, love Reggie on this team. I want to give a shout out to Josh Green, too. I thought Josh Green played um, some good minutes off the bench tonight, 18 minutes for him. Guess who found Um, more
0: minutes for him? The coach, the coach found him more (laughs) minutes. I thought that was the funniest comment the other day. You know, we got to find Josh more, and and
1: he took, and it came from Tim, right? Like, it it took away a little bit. Yeah, Dorian's sub two. Um, but, you know, he was a plus eight tonight. You know, obviously, plus minus doesn't mean anything, but you look across the board and I mean, it doesn't mean everything. Yeah. But you look across the board and it's like, all right, Javel's minus seven, you, you know, makes sense. Christian Wood minus seven. Uh, but then Josh Green in his 18 minutes is plus eight in this game and I, I thought he brought some much needed energy hit it for sure um hit two threes in this game his three-point shooting seems better
0: he got the Josh Green memorial offensive rebound he gets one every game and they're great
1: <laughs> he's gonna get an off ball off ball foul I just got it he's got to chill out he's got to chill out with the the jump passes it's all those he'll take ca- he'll some, catch life some
0: of them me. though he'll tip some passes and catch some of them though
1: I love Dwight was asked by Callie after the game about his relationship with Josh and, you know, cause they've formed a friendship and stuff. And yeah. he, he just had a great answer of just being a vet for him and basically paraphrasing Dwight a little bit, telling him like, calm down, find your spots. <laughs> and cause you know, he is like, he's, he's this energizer bunny. He's the, yeah. I've threw out the high school running back, you know, the, the football running back in high school that also plays basketball that you just kind of just throw into the game and, He's like, Hey, just go play hard. And that's kind of Josh. And I'm happy for him that his shot looks much more comfortable. We say it after every game it feels like, but the results are that like the stats actually back that up.
0: Oh, he hit two of his three threes tonight. He's shooting really well from three. He looks, he looks yeah. confident. This is the second show in a row that I've said that. And I'm, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. So although he, now although he missed his... both of his free throws.
1: <laughs> I, uh, Hey, uh, Dallas lost the rebounding battle tonight.
0: Oh, <laughs> shut it down! Oh, let's go home! <laughs> just
1: wanted to throw that out there, but uh, and
0: you know what's an you know it's an instant like, just get all Mavs fans going crazy at once, like to get momentum to get back, in? just show Dirk on the Dirk on the jumbotron, just do that. Oh, yeah. They did that. What was it was in the fourth quarter or third quarter, and just all of a sudden everyone's like, amped up like ten percent, <laughs> automatic. Uh, I love it.
1: Power Ranger Mavs Man was back.
0: I'm done. I'm out. Nope.
1: It okay. Let's just say this at least. At least he's not scary anymore. A, a Power Ranger compared to whatever that was. You know before. He, you
0: know what he is under that mask. You know what he is.
1: <laughs> it was like a basketball and Jacqueline and like had oh, sex you know, was and a- <laughs> had a kid. <laughs>
0: Cover your ears, children. <laughs> Uh, no, Mavs, I'm, I'm out on Mavs, man. No Dunks put out a good video. J.E. Skeets and No Dunks put out a good video on Mavs, man. Cause they, they dis- oh, really yeah, they discovered who, what it is. And J.E. Skeets did a good video on it. So I think it's on oh, their man. TikTok and Twitter and all that. Okay. I'll have to go find it. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk about the JaVale McGee controversy. We'll talk about God bless. Christian Wood's role and all kinds of stuff. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow. And then we'll also do a post game after the Raptors game. Mab's play. Now, I'm fascinated by that. This game. is going to be a big game for them.
1: Yeah, because Toronto can score the basketball, and if they can't defend, then and they have some good defenders. Obviously, Scottie Barnes and OG. Love freaking OG. Um, yeah. I'm I'm a little scared to be honest. A little, a little scared about Friday
0: night. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good test for him. This will be a good thing to see, especially at home. So check back in on that, guys. Also, go check out Locked On NBA. I'm hosting that on Friday Thursday night with Adam Mares. So go check out Locked On NBA. Go check out Locked On Sports today as well. Great podcast with the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on Odyssey Apps, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.